Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richman and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. Take it well, away. folks, welcome back to episode 14. Dave, how you feeling? You was just burping and farting. I don't know. I'm a little, little, uh... In the indigestion here going on, I'm I'm bloated the past couple of days for whatever bloated. reason. Yeah, bloated. Um, well, what it, we're we're gonna get into some topics. We got like four topics tonight. We do. Um, it's it's uh, so we can't that, be too long winded on every one. That's fine. Um, we got all right. It's getting that time of year, but real quick, I didn't tell you this, oh, but no. um, here we go. Yep, surprise went, me again. <clears throat> I went online about an hour ago and I ordered like 10 bags it's it's almost the same like the size of like a standard like a uh, soul sample bag okay but they're for plant tissue analysis oh okay so i want to get into plant tissue analysis this year um does the same lab that does your soil test that no i actually went to warb ward ward labs ward lab mm. um they do they water testing soil sampling tissue analysis and all that and um i want to do some testing with clover because i'm gonna have my clover plot and i want to test just the clover and then i want to do some foiler feeding with some fertilizers and you know stuff like that and micronutrients and i want to test it after it's sprayed gotcha and i want to show the difference in tissue analysis because um you know as most people know you know in order to grow bigger deer it's all about the soil you know the soil gives it to the plants and plants give it to the wildlife. So I'm just going to do some before and after on uh, plant tissue. Uh, it's something I always wanted to get into and um, I'm going to do it this year. Okay. Yeah. So you can, you can see they'll have a breakdown of everything for you. hundred percent. It'll show you, I, it's a micronutrient panel in there. Mm -hmm. um, the, you know, magne mag magnesium, molybdenum, cobalt, zinc, copper, um, and your MPKs and say Molly Bendham again. <laughs> okay. Speaking of breakdowns. Yes. What do you got? Let's talk about bag tags. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not the one you're thinking. Bang. You know, right. Hit somebody in a groin. No. I got, I'm talking about the tags that's on. I, I got what? busted. What you got? I busted got busted in my lip yesterday. A ladder. You mouthed off to somebody and they knocked you. Yeah, I got beat up. The tags on the bags of mm -hmm. your seed. Yeah. All right. There is, there's a few things we want to go over. Here we go. Um, suggested planting rates and suggested recommendations, um, fertilizer wise and things like that. Mm -hmm. What do you got? What do you got? What do you think? Well, you said tags. So I had to. You got a seed tag there? Yeah. So. You know, so what's it rate. tell you? Tell everybody what it tells you on a tag. Yep. On this particular one, it says location, full sun, open areas, well-drained, pH 5.5 to 7. That's a big range. Um, well-drained soil, dark, rich, sandy, clay, tilled, plowed, disked, hand-raked. Fertilizer recommendation, 100 pounds of triple 10 per acre. Then it says plant May through July in the north. May to August in Central, and June to September in the South. Mm -hmm. That's a wide range. It so, is. what exactly does this mean for the for the planter? Right now, other 
companies have different type tags. Yeah. And they, there's a plethora of information on some of them mm-hmm. and it, it could be confusing at times. Yeah. But some of them have like zones and places, you know, like, I don't know, you know, what zone you live in. I do not. Uh, I think five, six. I, I have no idea, but they, they talk about these zones and, you know, I, I actually, you're, you're and I'm not going to, I'm not going to mention it. I'm not going to mention a name, but you and I talked about this. So you're going to recognize what I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. There was a fella on Facebook and you know, I get my stuff from Facebook a lot of times cause it's entertaining. A guy said, Hey, is it too late to, to plant clover and chicory? Mm-hmm. And this guy from a very reputable company shot mm-hmm. him a, a message back and said that he was a week late on the planting date that was on the back of his seed tag Yeah, on his bag. He worked for the company. Yeah. 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 And I was yeah. like so blown away that. because everybody's frost seeding right now or last week. And it it's like do or die time right now mm-hmm. for frost seeding because it's yeah. about to warm up. It's not going to freeze anymore. For like, where we're at in the northeast. Yeah, yeah. yeah in, in our zone. In our yeah. zone. I should, yeah. I shouldn't yeah. have said zone. Guys but, up in the north, you know, yeah. out in the north central or whatever, they still In die. our area of, of PA yeah. and you're in the Maryland area. Yeah. Stuff. You know, it's in, do or die. This, this area, it is do or die. But frost anyhow, yeah, this, this guy was from like, I think from Minnesota mm. that was asking – and the guy that answered him worked for this company, and he's from down south somewhere. But mm-hmm. he he told him, "Yeah, um, you're, you're like a week out, too late." And you, people were lighting him up, like, "What? What are you talking about? Everybody's planting clover yeah. and chicory right now." You know. Well, for instance, with that, I mean, heck, for us here, the planting dates it says in the north, May to July. Yeah. How much temperature change are you going to get from May to July where we live? Yeah. A lot. It's going to, it's probably going to increase at least oh. 20 degrees, at Wait, least minimum. More. Yeah. Minimum. You know, it's just, uh, it's just a general recommendation. It's just very general. And it, and it's, it's a safe recommendation. Mm-hmm. I mean, they want to make it foolproof because I mean, who wants to look like a dummy? Nobody. You know, so they they just put general information out there because mm-hmm. you can't tell a guy from Florida what you're going to tell a guy from northern New York. Yeah, you know, it just don't work that way. Yeah, I mean, you live there, so you know best, and you need to know your your temperature and don't go by like I always say, dude, don't even look at the T tag, like no. the late like the time frame. It just you need to realize that majority of seeds need warm if you're planting annuals in the spring they needs warm temperatures you can't have frost you can't have snow you know it's got to be yeah you know in the 60s and 70s in the daytime and your soil temperatures need to be in the mid 50s upper upper 50s low 60s for to get things to grow yeah and i i saw a lot of guys uh broadcasting seed on snow this year yeah i did too Um, i'm not into that at all Nah, I, I, at all. it's a new, it's one of them. I think it's another one of them trend things where it's looks cool to do, I guess. Um, I, I, I see it if, if you have snow and you have patches of grass and it's like literally melting that day. But if you have snow on there, 
and you get you get a meltdown and it turns to that ice you're just gonna and then it falls again you're just gonna get runoff yeah why do it in the snow just wait yeah it doesn't make sense no no because obviously if you still have snowpack on the ground Mm -hmm. you're not done getting frost right so you've got some time left. I don't well, know makes why it, people are doing that because it's it's a big risk. It really it's a trend. is. Yeah, I mean it makes it more susceptible to birds pecking the oh, seeds out. Sure. Too. I mean, yeah they they could probably see it from the sky. Mm-hmm. You know, you know they. Oh, they, they can see it. It's just it's an attractant at that point. You know, turkeys too, man. They find that seed. Oh my! They'll wipe you out. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, for sure. I want to I want to jump into like the also the seed tags but the uh fertilizer recommendations it has on there yeah um, that's hard i mean there again a general information yeah. one size fits all recommendation yeah like this here is egyptian wheat they're calling for 100 pounds of triple 10 but i mean how do you know i mean you could add 100 pounds of that per acre and you might not even need it right correct so you just correct. wasted you just wasted money um i know for like braska's typical bag might say like three 300 pounds of triple 19 and we all know how much triple 19 is um well here's my biggest this is my biggest argument with that yeah Mm -hmm. um is a soil test you can buy anywhere between nine to twelve dollars somewhere in that range and it might cost you five bucks to send it away yeah so you're still under 20 bucks. A bag of fertilizer costs almost $30 now. Yeah, I bought a bag of triple 19, or a couple bags of triple 19 last year. It was $38. Yeah, it's nuts. So why not do the soil test, do it right from the start, mm-hmm. and know what you need to add. Yeah. It'll make the recommendation for you. It'll yeah. tell you what you need. Yeah, every everybody needs to ignore the, the stuff on the side. They have to put that on there as a general... Yeah, I think they might even sure. have to put it on there by law. I don't, I don't know, sure. but um, it's literally a general recommendation. The the two things that I look at most on a seed tag, obviously, was when the the date test date, yeah, the test date that's on it, mm-hmm. and the ingredient, what's yeah. in it. So you this know, year, I want I want to know if there's noxious seed in it. Yeah. I want to know how much coatings on it, which that's a whole nother ball of wax too. You know, I had some ball guy attacking me. Wax. Yeah, I had I had this guy attacking me, telling me, "Oh yeah, well, the seed you use is covered with all, you know, anywhere from thirty-five to fifty percent coating." Mm-hmm. And I was like, "Well, show me, show me a brand that doesn't coat." their seed there is some out there but majority of it out there is coated yeah and that just that just ensures that you get proper germination and there might be a pesticide on it you know it might be an insecticide on it there's inoculation on it right you know it just it just gives you more uh assurance that it's gonna be a good germinating seed. And I get what he's saying. He, he's mm-hmm. saying, you know, you're okay. If it's 50% coating, you're, you're getting half the seed that, right. you know, say that jugs three ponds, you're only getting a pond and a half of seed and the rest is coating. I understand what he's saying. 
I really yeah. Do. There's a lot of controversy with the with the seed coatings. Some people say it you you know it helps. Some people say it doesn't. I don't really care because you throw a seed out, you follow the proper methods, it's going to grow. Yeah. Um, but this here, you know, I was looking at it. It's tested 121. It's just an old bottle that I had. But mm -hmm. um, the germination now, this is not bad seed. It's just the germination on it's going to be a lot lower than what it was back in. Well, and actually, if you keep it in a cool, dry place, yeah. uh, it, the seed's not going to go necessarily bad. No, you just lose uh, a little bit of germination. Yeah, and I don't even know. I I never really did a seed test. I don't know about you. Did you ever do a germ test? I never really did. I did. Because um, I don't I keep seed more than a second year. I don't really either, but I had some sitting around. I think it was actually this. Um, I just took a napkin and wet yeah. wet the napkin, put it in the window. Right. And um, I mean, I think I counted out 100 seeds in there. Oh, boy. And like 98 of them sprouted yeah yeah so, i don't i really don't think that it affects it that much mm -hmm. um if it's cool dry place yeah. i literally keep mine in an old refrigerator out in the yeah. pool building yeah you can do that you know the refrigerator's on i mean it's mm -hmm. not like it's unplugged or anything but it's yeah. actually cold mm -hmm. so I, I throw it on the bottom shelf of refrigerator and i've i've never had an issue with seed like i said though i don't ever keep it more than two years i don't really either this is just an extra one i had um now i around. i did buy seed that i spread and it never germinated i did have that issue and i called the company and they did not take responsibility for it so mm -hmm. and nor nor did they uh, offer me anything in replacement or discount or anything in that matter which i wish they would have because it was a company that I've used in the past and I thought highly of them until mm -hmm. this point, you know, I, I kind of thought they would offer something. Yeah. Know? Well, speaking of soil samples, um, I got mine this past weekend mm. and I got two of them and I sent those actually out today, um, filled all the paperwork, sent them out and I'll be, uh, should have those emailed me, emailed them to me in the, I'd say by Monday next week. Yeah. I'm going to wait a little bit here. I think next week it's supposed to be in the 60s every day this then, mm -hmm. uh, next week coming. Yep. So I may do it then because I'm still a little bit wet here. Yeah. And actually ton tonight they're calling for 100% chance of snow and going down to 19 degrees. Yep. Yeah. So the last hurrah tonight and tomorrow is supposed to be the only next two frost nights. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. We should be – we're getting in – well, shoot, next couple of days will be April, so – Things will things will be warming up, greening up here. Yep. Yep. Um, Actually, I got a video. Uh, by the time everybody sees this, a video will be out of yeah. my frost seeding uh, time that I had this weekend. Yep, I did that as well. Frost seeded uh, comeback kid. Um, Two, yeah. Change changing uh, gears here. What do you got? Um, I want to talk about seed companies and and um domain reason being is uh i there's always somebody that has some kind of weird something to say um but a guy commented on youtube and said uh and said domain is not the best seed company and i it was kind of off topic from the video because 
the video wasn't really anything about Domain Seed Company. <coughs> and, uh, excuse me, and I responded back to him. I said, well, what are you talking about? I never said Domain was the best seed company. Literally never said that. Um, but I want to explain that is, yeah, is like we use Domain Seed. There are, am I, are we saying they're the best? No. Is there never a better? No. Yeah. Is there a better company out there than Domain? Maybe, probably. Could be. I don't know. I, I don't know. The reason we use them, what we have always said is, is that we like the mixes they have. They make, yeah. they make sense. They they're not, sense. they're not like ryegrass and they're each, I feel like each blend has like a, like a purpose, I guess. Yeah, they kind um, of complement each other. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, what they have mixed together goes, should go to together, you know? Right. And, uh. So I, I like their mixes. So I never said they were the best. Um, I like the company. I like the, you know, Mike and Tim. Um, who's what's the other? Uh, Riley, and um, Jake. Jake, you know, Spencer. never met never met the guys. I've had a lot of conversations with them, um, and this will be like the third year I think using them. So I just wanted to clarify that is never said they were the best. I I plant most of the blends they have. Um, I've always had good success and, yeah, you know, and all that. And then, you know, there's a lot of companies now or people that's saying that their seed is, they're literally say, my seed is the best. Our seed is the best. Well, well, that's a sales pitch. It is. It's a sales pitch. And I want to clarify that by saying just because there's a there's a famous person or whatever marketing a seed, okay, doesn't make that seed some kind of magical seed. When these small independent seed companies sell, and there's a lot of them popping up now. Yes, when they sell, the, that's the new thing. Yeah, when they everybody sell wants seed, to get into food plots. Yep, when they I'm sell sorry. seed, yeah, you're good. When they sell seed, it's they they have to buy that seed in bulk from a grower. Yeah. Most of all these companies are buying it from the same grower. The yeah, same there's grower. there's uh if I had to guess, I, I, I don't know how many there are, but I know of at least three. I'm sure there's, there's I mean probably more. Yeah, there's more. Um but a lot of the seeds are coming across you know the nation. Yeah. And a lot of it's coming from the same places. Yes. So the these, guys are making mixes yes. out of their seeds. Yeah. So they buy it from a bulk distributor, a grower, mm -hmm. and then they can do whatever they want with it. Yeah. Um, the reason that the companies are there, obviously they're a business. They make, you know, the, they make their profit and make their, you know, money. But most food plotters <laughs> doesn't need a 50 pound bag of brassicas. So yeah, like, yeah. I know where you're at, you know, you got the, the company down the street from you where we yeah. could go in there and we could buy a half pound of this, half pound of this, half pound of this. There's not that many places around that do that. And right. where I live in Maryland, there is zero places that I can buy like individual food plot seed to where yeah. I can mix it myself. So if I wanted a blend of brassicas and I only needed three pounds, what do I do? I'm not buying 50 yeah. pound bags of three different types of brassicas and mixing them. 
see even our even our tractor supply and our family farm and home up here has the bins with a scoop and a bag Ours you can take well. a you can take a bag and take a scoop and they'll weigh it and, yep. and charge you you know even we even have that up here i have nothing of the sort which is pretty handy it is but that's why the companies are are there um because the way you know bulk seed comes 50 pound bag you can buy a 50 pound bag of oats wheats rye um well that's why earlier i alluded to i shouldn't have said it like this but i said show me show me a, the seed that's not coated i know there is some out there but the majority of these companies that are pushing seed most of their seeds are coated because they're coming from those big growers and they're ordering them in in bulk and divvying them up into blends like you're saying yeah yeah so that's kind of my little vent or rant about that is you know see it's not important on the person that's selling the seed it, it's more important of what's in the what's in the bag Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't need a just because a, a certain person pushes a seed doesn't make that seed more special. It's all common. All these companies are buying it from the same place. Now, there are certain situations where they're getting, you know, these these specialty varieties now that such as like these hybrid brassicas that they're getting. And but again, that hybrid brassicas coming from the same grower. You know what I mean? Where these in, these little independent companies are buying it from. Yeah. So look at the bag. Look what's in it. You know, make sure it makes sense. Look at the test date when you're buying it. And if you go to um, like Tractor Supply or these these mom and pop stores, look at the look at the tag itself. Obviously, the audio people can't see this, but look at the tag because I've seen it where if you go into like Tractor Supply, the company will send another sticker another label yep so there'll be two or three labels with a new date on it with a new date on it and the seed's probably three five years three to five years old and they keep putting a new sticker on the bag yes there's a there's a store around me it likes to do that yeah so be mention it so for the people listening it's a chain store and you can't see just look at the bat look at the the, see how thick the labels are yeah if you see multiple (laughs) tags on there stickers you know realize that that beware is you know yeah like two three four years old seed right because the company just sends them a new label because you know if they don't sell seed what do you what do you do with it you know what i mean you're not just you're not not just going to throw it away right so they just resell it and it may be a cheaper price so i've seen it a lot of times too where you go in there it'll say like clearance yeah half you price know or something, half man. price or something and that's the reason is because they probably have another tag on there yeah. and it's a few year old seat well the other thing you touched real shallowly on there uh was what's in the mix yeah you know some of the stuff doesn't make sense you know like some of these mixes have like sugar beets in it or something well sugar beets likes to be alone Mm-hmm. Sugar beets don't like to be planted with anything else. It competes, you know, or something like a something that grows high, like a like a cow pea or something that's in a clover blend. You know, yeah. it don't have anything to climb. You know, it's just going to go up and wilt over or something. You know, I mean, some of the stuff, yeah, you got to watch. Someone will pick up the bag and be like, "Oh, this has 
you know, this has cow peas in it, you know. Well, yeah, it does, but like maybe 1% of the bag is cow peas. And anyhow, what are you doing trying to grow a cow pea with clover or something? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Some of the stuff just don't make sense out there. Yeah. And it's just it's just like they instead of adding ryegrass as filler, they put cow peas in it instead, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it just some of the stuff you just buyer beware. Yeah, that's with anything. Um and it, I mean, like I said, so there there's a lot of good companies out there and there's a lot of bad seed companies. There's a lot of them though. So yeah. what do you who do you buy it from? Well, whoever you feel comfortable with buying it from. Yeah, um, right. You know, yeah, if, and, that, if, and that, how else do you know though if you don't, you know, you might have to try something. Yeah. Just just be aware that you know, the seed these companies again are getting it from the majority of the time from the same grower mm-hmm. and then they're doing their thing with it they're they're mixing mixing it themselves they're putting the blends together and then they're selling them um well, that's that's where like throw and grow like really hook line and sinkered everybody you know because they threw this seed out and it germinated in three days and it was green mm-hmm. but it was ryegrass and right and, and you know you learn your lesson quick after you plant that stuff you know mm-hmm. and, well um I was in tractor supply and I, I can't remember the brand. I'm not going to say it anyway, but there was a brand there that had like 57% ryegrass mm. and it was being sold at a even higher amount than like a legit seed blend. Right. And it's a way for the company to sell it at a premium price with the least amount of valuable seed in it mm-hmm. you know, for the cheapest amount of seed at a higher, you know what I mean? Right. So you just have to, like you said, buy everywhere. Well, and their 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 marketing and their bag was probably pretty as heck, though, huh? It was. It had a um. It actually had a famous uh, celebrity TV hunter on it. Okay. And it was fifty seven percent ryegrass. And it probably had a picture of a buck this wide on it somewhere it on the bag. It did. Yep. 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 It's just marketing, you know. You just have to, like I said, just just because a, a famous person sells a seed markets a seed or there's a person on the bag or a giant buck on the bag doesn't mean a thing <laughs> read the label and um even call the company you know call the people and talk to them and yeah. um i'm sure you know i get i'm getting a lot of questions regarding domain and you can even call them you call mike call tim message them on facebook ask them like what's up where, where's your seed come from? Where, you know, um, what kind of blends do you have? Look at their website and let that, let, you know, call around to different places and you be the decision on your, you know, make decision yourself where, where to get it from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I kind of worry sometimes though, like up here in the North and if I order something from Florida, you know, is it, you know, but there again, they're ordering it from the same people. So really it's coming from all over the place, mm-hmm. you know, so you don't really have to worry about that. Like, oh man, you're buying Southern seed. It's only going to germinate somewhere warm, you know, no, that's not the case at all. Well, just, you just got to look at the blend, see what's yeah. in it. Yep. Go check it out. Yeah. Yeah. The only way to, to, to gauge that is to, is a little trial and error or know somebody that tried it and. If you can trust them to take their word on it. 
Well, for the for the amateur person, the amateur food plotter, I think we talked about this a few episodes ago. Is like trigger words, you know, excitable yeah. excitable words, you know, for the for a person that doesn't know, you know, they're going to see a bag of seed with a giant buck on it, and it's, they're going to buy it. Well, let me just discourage somebody that's new to ask those questions on Facebook form style. Yeah. yeah. Do not do that to yourself. Mm -hmm. Ask somebody that you know and you trust and plants and plants well and gets good results. Don't ask on Facebook a silly question like that. Like what kind of seed should I use? Cause you're going to get some pro staffer or somebody that's pushing this one blend or this one brand and they're going to tell you, use this X, Y, Z. It's the best, you know? Yeah. And, and they're paid to say that. Yeah. You know. And there, there's other things in that too is, you know, I can, I can ask a question. Hey, I live in Maryland. Uh, what can I plant? Yeah. It's so uh -huh. vague. I don't know. How big's the plot? How, yeah. what, what's your soil like? Uh, where are you planting it at? Is it next to ag? Is it in big woods? Is it, how many deer? You, you know what I mean? Yep. So somebody to make a recommendation, just saying, Hey, I live in, I live in North Carolina. What do I plant? Yeah. I don't freaking know. I well, have no idea. Here's the other good one I've been seeing a lot lately was, uh, Hey, what is the best fertilizer for clover? Mm. Like that's not a loaded question, you know. Mm -hmm. there, there's so many variables. Triple nineteen. Yeah, hundred three hundred pounds of it per right. acre. Right. And well, that's the type uh -oh. of recommendations you get. Uh oh, I said triple nineteen. Yeah. Fertile, uh, nitrogen on clover. Uh oh. Oh well. Don't you know you don't need nitrogen on clover because clover makes its own nitrogen. Yeah, let's mention that real quick. I don't think we've <laughs> we haven't beat anybody up on that lately. Yeah, let's do that real quick. Um, All right, let's bloody somebody's nose here for the next couple of minutes here. Uh, clover does produce nitrogen. Um, it will. It, it it fixes nitrogen. There's a lot that goes on for that to actually happen, though. So, whatever it is, 45, 60, 70, 80, 90 days process those clovers starts developing nodules on the roots on the roots mm -hmm. those nodules is what produces nitrogen now when you stunt that plant by say mowing it or you have deer that's actually eating it it stimulates those nodules to release nitrogen correct so a lot of people when they they say they plant clover and just a bare seed they throw it out and said oh my clover's produced no it's not how, how can a seed produce? It's got to grow. Yeah. So basically all plants, when you get them going, like you say, you know, some sort of starter fertilizer, mm -hmm. adding a little bit of nitrogen in the beginning yes. is, a, is not a bad thing No. on clover because it takes time for that clover to actually produce nitrogen. Yeah. It'll help it get out of the ground quicker and yeah. start to get established faster. Right. Uh, and that's that was one of the answers that was given when when the person vaguely threw that out there. What what's the best fertilizer to add to clover? And the first mm -hmm. comment came back, or the very first comment said uh, something with low to no nitrogen because clover makes its own. 
Well, yeah, it will eventually, yeah. but we don't know if the person asking the question mm. meant he's going to be planting clover, he's going to be frost-seeding clover, if he had established clover. So you can't even answer that question until the asker actually clarifies, mm -hmm. what are you doing? Yeah. What exactly are you doing? I hate those vague questions because then every expert comes out of the corner with some off the wall explanation of what they mm -hmm. should do. Yeah. I mean, it just a little bit of nitrogen on planting. It could be like, just for instance, it could be like a five, 15, 15 or like a six, 20, whatever it is. Something. But a yeah, just a little bit in there. It's not, yep. not a bad something. thing. Yeah. Gotta have something. Yeah. And those, those nodules develop. I mean, it could be it really depends on like the soil quality. Um, on how soon those nodules uh, start producing. But again, like I said, as the deer are taking bites of it or you mow it and you stunt, you know, that clover for a minute, it stimulates it to actually produce its nitrogen to make it grow. Mm -hmm. um, so it's pretty cool how it works. Um, but yeah, nodules, got to have nodules for it to yeah. produce nitrogen. And, um, you know, uh, clover is good. Like yeah, and there's... Plant. A whole lot of stuff you could talk about when, when you talk about mowing clover. You know, mm -hmm. How low do you mow it? You know, how often do you mow it? Should you mow it? Mm -hmm. You know, we should probably do a whole segment on clover mowing sometime. We should. We can do <laughs> chemical application too. You know, with uh, with clover. But maybe in the future. But yeah, we are it's... just about out of time on this episode, Dave. Yeah, um, real quick, did you know I was famous again? I knew that, but do, does the viewers and the audio people it, know that Dave's famous again? I'm not famous. We make a joke about it, but um, anybody. Well, you're famous. I, I'm actually curious. If anybody's listening or watching, have you are you subscribed to Deer and Deer Hunting Magazine? If you are, you will see me in that magazine. And I'm curious. I want people to comment to see. I'm just curious on how many people actually read their magazine. Um, but I'm in there. So I'm not going to say why. But but if I'm in there and I'm you keeping... read that, if you if you, somebody reads it, leave a comment and tell us what it is. What What is it about? But I'm in there. Dear and Dear Heart Magazine. Yeah. Yep. And comment whether or not you think Dave's famous. Yeah. Yeah. Famous. <laughs> thanks for listening guys um tracks me up good podcast today and uh number 14 and 14 um we'll see, we'll see you guys on number 15 next week so hope everybody has a great week and uh thanks for listening yep get over and subscribe to these channels later gator see you <laughs>